Vaiter in Shaspir and of Samich Vav, picking it up by a brand new Mishnah, a brand new parak, Amana the Kohen God, Amazatov, and being Messiah, the sixth parak, and let's begin. So, first, I just want to give a little introduction, understand that when a man and a woman get married, the woman comes into the relationship, she might have certain property that she comes along with, it, with her into the relationship. What happens to that property? The answer is that the property can fall into one of two things. Either they can tell number one is called nichse malug, and the other could be nichse tzon ubarzel, which I shall explain. Nichse malug says, let's say, for example, she comes in with a piece of land, that is that she says as follows, this land is my land. Now that I get married to you, I'm giving you this land, but it still remains mine in the event of divorce or some or death. Then the land comes back to uh, mm-hmm. to me, and that is whatever it is. If it goes up in value, it's mine. If it goes down in value, it's mine. But you get to use the payrus in the meantime. So all the apples that come off that ground, you can have, but the land still remains mine. That is the general standard principle practice of what happens when they get married. It's called nichse milug. But there's another opportunity. There's something called nichse tzon barzel. And let's say the woman, woman comes in. She says, you know what? I'll tell you what. I don't want to risk what's going to happen over these next couple of years. Maybe the land will go up in value, maybe it will go down in value. I want you to pay me if we get divorced or death that I want the value of the land for what it is right now when we come to marriage. So let's say it's worth $100,000 and then they get married. So what ends up happening is that essentially she's giving him the land and that money is being put into the ksuba. So if he then dies or they get divorced, then she ends up getting that, the value of that. So let's say it was $100,000, she gets $100,000. Now the question is, can she actually take the land back itself? So certainly if the land went up in value or some sort of utensil or Kaylee, whatever she had, if it goes in value, then she doesn't get that extra value. She'd have to pay for that. If it went down in value, then he'd have to pay her to up to the amount of value to, to finish that sum. However, what about if it's intact? Does she get the original thing intact or only uh, the money? That's going to be at the bottom of a medalif going to my base. But at the very least, is the value of it. So it's as if it belongs to the husband, and now she just retains the value that she's going to get. But in the Nechsim Melug, she retains the full status of it, and um, he just gets to eat the produce from it. Nechsim Melug comes from Allah Melug means to be plucked. So that is, it's like you own the chicken, the woman still owns the chicken, but the husband can pluck, and he gets the pluckings, the fruits. As opposed to sown barzel means it's really just barzel, it's ironclad. You get the value of whatever it is, you're not going to lose out. And uh, it's sown because it used to be a time they used sheep to be able to go and evaluate it, but the point is that that's called sown barzel. With that information, let's jump in. Here we go. Zakta but you know it's an us relationship. A widow is not allowed to marry Kohen Gadol. But if he does, it is Chal. It's also not allowed, but it's Chal. Let's say she comes into the relationship with either Avdei Melug, meaning she retains the ownership of it, but the work goes to the husband. Or Avdei Tzon Barzal, meaning she's saying that I'm giving it over to you. I just want the value afterwards. Avdei Melug, loyal If it's if it's Avdei Melug, meaning she still retains status and ownership over it, then it doesn't eat. Rashi says, She becomes chalala because she's also to have this relationship. And she's not allowed to eat. And we'll come the Gemara in the first time and the Gemara is going to explain the reason why. And Avdi Tzon Barzel Yochel, but if Avdi Tzon Barzel gave it over to him, then they are allowed to eat. And this is what it means, Avdi Meluk. 
Um, if they end up dying, it's her loss. She ends up losing because the malug again, and she retains the ownership. And if the, some the extra comes from it, they end up growing uh, in value or in numbers. So then what happens? It's for her. Even though he is chayiv as a husband to sustain them, support them, they're not out of truma because they're, yes, to support them, sustain them because he's the, the, the property of the wife. But he's not out of truma because the wife herself is not out of truma also. This is what they're called Tzorn Barzal. In Mesu Lo, because the Tzorn Barzal is that he gives it over to, she gives it to him and she just takes the value afterwards, right? So it dies for him. Vemo Siro Siro Lo, then he gains. Therefore, they can actually end up eating Truma. Now, what about Abbas Yisrael? Regular relationship, which is totally mutter. Abbas Yisrael, she misses the coin, she goes and she marries the coin. Arashi says, even the ones that belong to her, aren't his, still This is a uh, kinyan. It's the, the, the acquisition of something which he acquired. That which comes off the thing that belongs to him, he can go ahead and they're allowed to eat from him. So this is the Beautiful, bas, Cohen, Chinese is so. Let's say you have the daughter of a Cohen who originally was eating from her father's house, but then she goes and marries a Yisrael, but she can't have Truma anymore. She comes in with Avadim, Bain Avdim, Aluk, Bain Avdim, Son Barzel. Both of them are Elu, Lo Yuchu, Truma. They can't even be Truma because now they just went into the world of, uh, they went into the world of, um, Yisraelim. Frek the Gemara. Va'avde milog loyach v'chuma. You tell me that if Elmano is not allowed to marry Kohen Gadol, goes into that relationship with Avde milog, they can't eat with chuma. Amai, why not? Lehaviki kinyanu shikani kinyan. Just we know the general rule is that something that, that he was did a kinyan in, and that thing he did a kinyan in, meaning the woman has a kinyan and she was made kinyan in Avadim, then that becomes his kinyan also. The Tanya into the Brisa. Minayin lekohen chenasa isha. How do that if a Kohen goes and he marries a woman? Ve'kana Avadim, or he goes and he is Kohen. Avadim, that uh, where are you? Vikana Avadim. They're allowed to go with Right, so it says pretty straightforward. The Kohen, when he goes and he acquires a soul, it's a Kenyan castle of money. He's allowed to go ahead and he's allowed to eat from his property. That's a straight up Pusik there. That's uh, the actual pasuk itself. How do you know that if the wife that she acquired she gets a vadim, or if they avadim get a vadim, they would eat truma? The pasuk says, "It's a kinyan kaspo, and therefore they eat from it." Rashi says, "Kinyan kaspo kriyisera." That's extra. That's what it's coming for. So the Eved, why is the Eved? He can go and eat from a woman because the Eved can eat from it. So what's going on here? Why are you saying that it is a problem? So the, the, if your Kenyan goes and kind of something, it's a Kenyan Ochel they could eat. Says the Gemara, good point. Sounds like you really should be able to eat, but there's one problem over here, and here's the rule. Kol ha'ochel meichel. Anyone who's able to eat themselves, they can have other people eat. And since this woman's not able to because she's a halala, she can't have other people eat. Kol ochel einu meichel. And that's this case of the woman. Velo. Says the Gemara, really, is that true? You're telling me someone who can't eat can't go and cause someone else to eat? Very arel v'chola tameim. What about an arel that's a coin who doesn't get a brismila or somebody who is now tamei and therefore they're not allowed to have 
uh, truma, there's still a lot of cause other people to eat truma. Right? The Kohen who marries, who's in theory allowed to eat truma, but he happens to be an oral. He's going to get a bismillah, he can't eat it. But if he marries a woman, that woman's allowed to eat truma. And also someone who's tummy. So they're, they're not eating, they're able to go, cause to eat. Nah, that's not a rally over here because hasam pumayu kayivlu. In that case, it's talking about where the mouth is hurting them. Rashi says what that means is, is they're missing the takana here. Just fix it, you know, fix the bruise and you're good to go. I will own them the takin of um Oh, wrong chop. But th- those are, again, they're just lacking due to takana. Put ointment, to put a cream, do the medicine, and then you can go eat. This one's halala. She's no fix at all. And therefore she can't go and, ca- and cause someone else to eat. As far as that really true, we know kids of a mamzer can't eat, but can cause others to eat. Rashi says we're talking about a case of a bas Yisrael that goes and marries a kohen. And then they have a daughter. That daughter goes and marries a mamzer. They end up having a son. And then Umesa. Then everybody dies. Mesa Ben Kaim. Everyone dies except for the woman and the, the you know the original wife and her grandson who's a mamzer. You can eat it. The rule is as long as the zera in the coin. If a basisol marries a coin, she can eat truma. But if he dies, they have no children. He can't. But if there is zera, he can. So here we see it. We're going to see the end of our parak. You can't eat it. But if you're able to go ahead, and here's a case where a mom is not able to eat, but he's causing someone else to be able to eat. So we see even if someone else can't eat, they can cause someone else to eat. So it should be the same case over here when this woman, the almana, comes in with these avadim, even if they're nichsnimiluk, they should be able to eat. Why can't they? Amar Avina, different answer. Kinyan ochel ka'amar. Kinyan ochel ma'echel. She'eno ochel, eno ma'echel. We didn't mean any person that eats can cause to eat. What it means is any Kenyan that can eat. So if you have a Kenyan that can be able to eat, then it causes someone to eat. So Kenyan ochel ma'echel. Any acquisition, anything that was acquired, who can eat truma by themselves and can cause someone else to. She'en ochel, eno ma'echel is not able to. So over here, she's a Kenyan because she gets married. It's called Kenyan Kaspo. And then since she can't, then the ones that comes afterwards can't eat either. That is one way of understanding it. We're going to see three, I believe. Number two is Verava. Rava Amar. Midorai se mechalach. Inechanami. Midorai se they are allowed to eat. Verabadan who does with Rabbana came along, they said they're not allowed to do it. Kadesh Tomer and Yi Aini Ochelis Avad Einon Ochlim Zona Yatzlok. She's going to say, Wait a minute, I'm not able to eat Truma. My Avadim are not able to eat Truma. Zona Yatzlok. This woman's a Zona to him, meaning about herself. I must be a Zona. Hilkach Achsi Lafuke. And what's going to happen? They're going to go out, they're going to get divorced. And that's what we want over here because she's not allowed to be with him because she's not a mother to Kohen Gadol. So therefore, we say, Midarabadim, we don't allow him to eat so that she'll come to the stall process and maybe separate from him and get out of these Asurim. Number three, Rav Ashi Amar Gezira Shema Taichil. Maybe what's going to happen is she's going to go and feed them truma after the husband dies, and then they're not allowed to have truma anymore. Says the Gemara, hold on a second. If that's what you're worried about, that this woman is going to continue feeding the truma, she can't because she's a halala. And really, Midorai says she's allowed to the because they're kidding Kaspo. But then what happens is the husband's going to die, who's a Kohen, therefore they can't eat anymore, even on a Doraisa level. She's going to continue to feed them. If that's what you're worried, Elamayata, Basisol, she needs to the Kohen, even a regular case. A regular Basisol who goes and marries a Kohen, she's not allowed to go and give to her Avadim the next Semeluk because the same thing. Maybe the husband's going to die and they can continue feeding them. She says, no, 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 no. Elamayavashi, what we mean is we're talking about a particular case. We're talking about an Almana Kohenes. This woman who was an Almana is Almana Kohenes, which means originally she was able to eat from her father. House. Mm-hmm. 
So what happens is the Asila Aru, she's gonna go and she's gonna she's gonna rationalize and say the following. I originally ate from my father's house. Beinasha means her father's house. In Then I went ahead and I married this guy, the Kohen Gadol, and then I was able to eat from the truma of him. And now that I become an almana, he goes and he dies, I'll go back to my father's house, and then my avadim can go and eat from the father's house. She didn't realize, no, in the first case he spoke about, um, before she actually came and married her husband, but when she was by her home, she was allowed to eat, but then she became a halala once she had married the husband. And therefore she can't have truma anymore. If she can't have truma anymore, then the avadim can't have either, and they're going to come to give the avadim, and therefore you don't give it in such a circumstance. Okay, I get it. If you do in the case with the kohenes, an almana is a kohenes, that makes sense. Not to allow her to go and feed the avadim because she's going to come to make a mistake to feed him in her father's house when she's not allowed to. But what about a regular case of an Amman of Asiso? Why over there would you say that it's also What were you worried? Are they going to eat Shuma in their father's house? She's not a Kohen anyway, Kohenus anyway. So it's a Gemara in a Chenami, Valmanusa, low plug, Rabbanon. It's a low plug. We don't make any distinction over here. I says, Lochilko, Ben Amman, Lamana. We don't make a distinction with different Amman, so we don't get confused over here. And really, you would think that Beaker then you're allowed to do it, but we say not to do it. And that is it, the Rabbanon to get in, is why you're not allowed to go and do it. Now we get back into the discussion, if you recall, when we were talking about the idea of called Nixit Son Barzel. So the wife comes into the relationship. The general rule is whatever she brings in is becomes automatically nixay malug. We she retains the ownership of it and he just eats the fruits of it. And when they get divorced or die, then she go gets back the original property, even if it went up in value, went down in value, whatever it is it is. That's nixay malug. Nixitzon Bazel means when she came into the relationship and she had something of value. And then what happens is she says, you know what? I'm just gonna sell you this right now as is, and I want that money to come to me afterwards. Right, so she retains the status of that, and if it goes up in value, goes down in value, doesn't change anything, she gets the value. So let's say the thing was worth $1,000, whatever it is, she should get that $1,000. Now, the question is, what happens when they get divorced if the thing is still intact? So is there some sort of vessel or vase, you know? And what happens if she comes to the relationship? But that means he gives $1,000 towards it, and now they get divorced. If he sold it in the meantime, which he was allowed to, so fine, she gets the value. What if she did, he didn't sell it, and it was right there intact? Does she get it, or does she only get the money? Itmar. Hamachresa Shumla Bailo comes in with property that were evaluated and get it at the end, otherwise known as Nixay Son Barzel. Right, that it was evaluated. That's what she's gonna get. He omeris kelai anino us. She goes and she says, you know what? When we get divorced, I'm gonna take my kelim. They're right there. I'll take them. Vehu omer. She says, whoa, hold on one second. Damim anino I'm gonna give you the value of it. But now I'm not going to give you the actual thing because we know that when you were sold, it was done in a way that now it belongs to me. It doesn't belong to you anymore. So what are you trying to pull over here? Right? Rashi says in the beginning, So he basically says, like, this is mine. I'm going to give you money. And uh, that's it. And you can go fly a kite. Hadin imi. Who really gets this? We're going to see a beautiful machlokas. Rabbi Yehuda. Everybody comes and he says, beep, turn the page. Hadin ima. It goes with her. She could actually go and take the clear with her. What? Says Rashi. That what? The notel? Vatitol kele. She could take her clay. Kalem. Rabbi Ami Amir, no, Din Imo, the Din is with him, and he just gives the value of it. That's it. Now break it down. Break it down. Rabbi Yudam, Din Imo, goes with her. Basically, what we say is, is that the Shevach, the, the honor of the, her father's house, because of that, before she came to a relationship, it belongs to her father and his father, his father. You know, it's like a nice vase, it's an heirloom, a sentiment, sentimental value. It's still there. Just give that to her. So therefore, she comes out with her. Rabbi Amir, Din Imo, goes with him. Nope. 
Kevin the Amar Mar, right? It goes with him because if we take a look at our Mishnah, what does it say? Im mesu mesu lo. If the son barzal avadim end up dying, then they die. It's his loss. What does that mean? His loss because it belongs to him. Vim mosiru hosiru lo. Hol v'chay v'chiruso yochelu. And it lost to him. And since it's under his achrayus, he can go ahead and he can give them truma. So what do you see? It must be that it belongs to him entirely, and therefore at the end you can give value. Period. Horador says the Gemara. Are you mean to say that because of the fact that he goes ahead and he now is feeding them, it belongs to him? That the Tzom Barzal, they go ahead and they belong to him? No, it says, All it says is that he's chayv to go ahead and to, uh, and to feed them, and therefore he's allowed to go ahead and give truma because of that. But the Ula Olam, really, it doesn't belong to him, it belongs to her. So you have no raya over here, says the Gemara. Hold on a second. In a case where someone is chayib b'achiriusin, you have to go and take care of them. In such a case, you're allowed to go ahead and give them truma, even if you don't own them. Well, tonight we looked at the Mishnah. You saw shesachaparim coin. If a Jew goes ahead, he's not not a coin. He goes and he rents a cow from a coin. He's allowed to go ahead and give the cow truma, the food. Kashina is a type of food. It's a type of uh, beans, I think it is. Um, Michael. Some sort of some sort of food for animals. So you're allowed to go ahead and give them um, karshine truma. Oh, why is that? Because really, it belongs to the kohen. Kohen shesachar para misel. But if a kohen goes ahead and he rents a cow from a, a Jew, a Israelite, afal bishem mazonose alav, he still has to take care of it because mazonose is on it. But you can't go and give it truma. So you see, even though you're chayv achrayas, if you don't actually own it, then you don't give it truma. So therefore, it comes back to that Rav Ami actually makes sense when he says that Nixli Tzom Barzel is going to belong to the Kohen if he's able to go ahead. Now, the husband who's the Kohen who's able to give them truma, that it really belongs to him, and therefore, he can just pay her the money and not, uh, and not give her the actual property. Gomorrah now goes back and says, no, there's actually a distinction between the two cases, right? The Kohen actually can go ahead and give the Avadim to eat, even though he's just responsible and he doesn't own them. But when it comes to the animals, he can't give them truma in such a circumstance. For Tizbara, did you really think that those who rented in the case we brought with the Kohanim and the Yisraelim, that they really were taking full responsibility? It's true that they're going to be chayev if it's if it gets stolen or it gets lost. But when it comes to ones, but if, it, if, if it gets, something happens beyond their control, or if the animal becomes weak, or it loses some of its value, are they chayv to go ahead and take care of it? Are they chayv to pay it back? The answer is no, they're not chayv to do that. The only thing you took on was a chetzi type of being responsible for it. Therefore, you're not allowed to go ahead and feed it shruma if he's renting it from Yisrael, and Yisrael is allowed to treat it for shruma if it's renting from a coin. But our Mishnah is talking about where he took on full-on achrayas for the Tzorn Barzel, and uh, even if they end up getting lost, or they get, they get less or more, so what happens is they're allowed to eat truma, eat truma even though they're really considered owned by the wife. So not a raya for Avami at all. So you see, you can't really compare our Mishnah to that one, but if you really do want to compare, you can to another part. You can go and compare our Mishnah to the Seifa of that Mishnah with the renting. Let's say Yisrael goes in and he evaluates the value of a cow that's a Kohen, so he rents it from a Kohen, but he takes on full responsibility for it. can't give Truma anymore. The same thing with the flip, the Kohen goes and takes on full responsibility for Yisrael. You can go ahead and you can give Truma.
even though they don't actually take on ownership of it, really it's the original owners have it, still they're able to go ahead and either not give a truman more or give a truman depending on the taking of full responsibility. Same thing by us, therefore we don't say that it really belongs to the husband, but he's allowed to go ahead and give it truma. And uh, really, though, it maybe really does belong to the wife. And therefore, when it gets divorced, you have to give it back to the wife. That's what she wanted. That's what she gets. Like Rabbi Yehuda said, Hadin ima. Now, what comes out? Kum techois. Yosef Rabbi Rabbi Yosef Mishili Pikadu Rabbi Nachman. They were sitting after the Shir of Nachman. Yosef Rabbi Yosef said, We have a tiny cover city. We have a tiny that works like Rabbi Yehuda says that. It goes according to the woman. It becomes. It belongs to her. So the tone bars over. Tanya kavasei to Rav Ami. One like Rav Ami who says that it belongs to him. Tanya kavasei to Rav Ami. The one that said it belongs to him. We know that if someone has an evan, they not get their eye. They not get their tooth. That the evan goes free. So the Brisa says, "Kanzi kavasei to Rav Ami. Avdi tzon barzel. If you have a vadim of tzon barzel, which is this case we're talking about, yotzin b'shein va'ayin leish. It goes out with the shein. I don't lose the tooth or an eye. Only if it's a man that caused it to happen. The husband of a leisha, but not the isha. So what is that? Kum tochois. Kum toran. It comes out of a here that it only goes out if it's the owner that does it. And the fact that it goes out from the man must be that the man is the owner. And therefore he has its own bars and that looks works in the world of Rav Ami, not in the world of Rabbi Yehuda. Tiny Rabbi Yehuda, Shum they go and they evaluate the value of it and they bring it to the husband. The husband wants to go and sell it. He's not allowed to sell it. He can't go ahead and sell this. Rashi says, why? She'im, Yigar Shano, Tito Kaleav, they get divorced, she could take her stuff. Veload, not only that, Ela Fil Hichnes Lashum Shalom, even if he goes ahead, the husband himself, as in more property from his own stuff, Imrat Sabalimko, if he wants to sell it, Lo Yimko, he's not allowed to sell it. Clearly, it doesn't belong to him if he's not allowed to sell it, it belongs to her. And Machushneim Lepranas, so let's say he sold one of these things, either the one that was set aside from her, Tzon Barzel, he sets aside more Tzon Barzel for he voluntarily, Zehaya Maisel of Nebuch Shimon Gamliel, Varman, they actually sold it, and he said, Habal Motzimi Adelukuchos, the husband's allowed to go and take it back from the one who bought it from him because it wasn't his to be able to sell. Rashi says, it's a lomi boy, habal motzi, lomi boy, the immacher who, below daita, if he sold it without her das, umeis, and then afterwards, or gersa, they get divorced, the he motzi, amiyad al kuchot, she can go take it from the ones who bought it, and la filu mesa he, even if she died, at this stage right now, who motzi, amiyad al kuchot, she can go get it, why? The mechira la mechira, it wasn't a mechira, kozman, she kayamas, as long as she was around, because it really belonged to her, so we have a brass that works like ravasi. Sorry, like Rav Yehuda is what I meant. I mean Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda, that it goes with her. Now, Lamaisa, what's Allah? Rav Nachman, Halachi Rav Yehuda, Halachi is like Rav Yehuda, that the dinner's with her. She gets to take the property after they get divorced. She can go and say, give me the, the actual property. He says, no, I'm just going to give you the value. Nope, she wins. I'm a Rav Nachman. I don't understand. Vatanya, Kavasidra, Rav Ami. Bryce always works like Rav Ami. That really the dinner's with him. He has to only give the money. So it's like, Alpha Gav, the Tanya, Kavasidra, Rav Ami. Even though you're right, there's a Bryce. Mistabra, Tamit, Rav Yehuda. The reasoning of Rav Yehuda makes a lot of sense. Mishum Shevach, Besavia. Because she came in with this, it belonged to her father, it's her household, so therefore she can continue and get it back. And that's what we pass like now. Says the Gemara, he, it's a son, there was a woman. She brought into the marriage, it was a fine, beautiful wool coat, and she brought that in. And now, and when the husband ends up dying, they end up lying it over the dead body. So they had in mind they're going to use this for tachrichim. Amar Rav Rav says kaima misna that goes ahead and the dead body acquired this thing. Rashi says tachrichim amis isuri hanayin hektish. The Gemara Sham Sham we learned it from uh, a, a, a drasha in, in Gemara Sanhedrin. 
So therefore, uh, it, it belongs to it, and she can't go, and she can't take it. Frankly, I understand. They came and asked a question. We know Rava saying the name of Nachman, and here is Rava also. He says that it belongs to her. She's allowed to go and take it afterwards. So they do lie down on the dead body. Why does the body get it? She shouldn't want to get it. So what's going on? Amalei says back. Doesn't he? Isn't he masking the fact that it's lacking actually picking it up and taking it? Right. That means to say, Rashi says, even though that's true that Allah does go with her, she can get to the property. Modesh and he admits Modehu the Kol Kamei the Log of Sin who mean if she didn't actually take it then Laber Shusakam it's not in her resus Alashibud of Alma it's just like a lien that you owe it Isla Alayu Isla Alayu she has a lien on it Daim Nensu O Nevdu if it ends up getting lost or something beyond their behind beyond their abilities happens to it Chayv Echirus and they have to go and pay it up the Kibbutz the Rishus say Yasmi. And then since it's a rishus of the yasomim, they're there. I'll see hektish dakedushua yasmi umafka lalishibudai uvealvildami. It goes ahead and it's makdashit that it's now tachrichim, and now they owe money in place of the fact of what they ended up taking. So doesn't he agree to that? They came to rechusa gavayne mishusakai. Since the rechusa are actually taking it, therefore they still the yasomim are able to go and do this. So there's no steer over here. And Rav Tamei, Rav goes according to his own logic, his own reasoning, as we see a list of things Rav says. The Amar Rav. Let's say I owe I owe somebody a hundred bucks, and what happens was I go in and I say, all right, if I, if I don't give you the money, you can take this this thing. And what happens is, if I go and I mock this, I think they're based on Migdash, I take the lien off it, and now I just owe you money. It still belongs to me during that time period. And Chametz also, if I go ahead and I say that I owe the guy something, I say, okay, the Chametz is in my house. The Chametz still belongs to me, even though there's a lien on it, it still belongs to me. I'm going to be high for that. Beep, turn the page, some Zion. Vishikhur, same idea when it comes to a slave. Let's say I go and I say, all right, if I don't pay you back, you can go take my slave. In the meantime, I go and I sell the slave. It works. I meshachur the slave. I set it free. It works. I just owe you something. And mafkian midei shibud. All of these cases take off the shibud from it. So you see, it does belong to me still. And uh, so we see Rav actually goes according to his own logic. Now we have one last study time. Well, let me just spell out the last part. In the same thing by our case also, she is allowed to go and take the coat. But if she didn't take the coat until they did something with it, it's actually going to work. They just owe her the value now and she can't take the thing. It comes out, the halacha is like Rav Yehuda, that the halacha is with her. But if she's, uh, she's got to you know, be quick to be able to grab it before they do something with it and then they owe her the money. And now story time, story time. She brings into the marriage two kalim, two vessels, and they're worth a thousand zuz. And she does it, use it as and then they go up and value another worth two thousand zuz. Right, so each one is worth a thousand. So one of them she go and take if they divide decides to get divorced. She takes one of them because that's one of them is a thousand zuz that she's entitled to get, and she can actually take the actual piece. The other one she can go and she can pay the thousand zuz and take the second one. You know why you ought to take that second one? Because of the fact of that's like her family's shtiklach, the heirlooms, and she going to take it. It says, my come what are you coming to teach us? She's trying to tell us that belongs to her. We already said that earlier, that we know she let her go and take it because of the fact of what are you adding from this story? What are you coming to teach me? 
Gemara, no, because I'm out with the Tema. You would have said that Hanimili one is a true Shavu Vesavia. Hechet the Matzil Lemishkal Bixuvasa. That's only if the 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 Kalim she came in with, and now she's going out with are the same value from when she came in and when she's going out. Of a Mason Dumiu Mishkal Lo, but to go ahead and to give more money and take the other one, then we wouldn't say that, that she has a right to do that. Kamash Malan, she does have the right to do that. That Son Barzil retains the status of hers, and she's allowed to go and pay for it and then move forward if uh, she wants. Okay, my friends, we're going to stop over here. I wish I all a great, great day.